0: chapter 23 of the road to oz by l frank baum this libravox recording is in the public domain chapter 23 the grand banquet i wish i could tell you how fine the company was that assembled that evening at ozma's royal banquet A long table was spread in the center of the great dining hall of the palace, and the splendor of the decorations and the blaze of lights and jewels was acknowledged to be the most magnificent sight that any of the guests had ever seen. The jolliest person present, as well as the most important, was, of course, old Santa Claus, so he was given the seat of honor at one end of the table, while at the other end sat Princess Ozma the hostess john doe queen Zix, king bud the queen of ev and her son evardo and the queen of merryland had golden thrones to sit in while the others were supplied with beautiful chairs at the upper end of the banquet room was a separate table provided for the animals toto sat at one end of this table with a bib tied around his neck and a silver platter to eat from At the other end was placed a small stand with a low rail around the edge of it for Bellina and her chicks. The rail kept the ten little Dorothys from falling off the stand, while the yellow hen could easily reach over and take her food from any tray upon the table. At the other places sat the hungry tiger, the cowardly lion, the sawhorse, the rubber bear, the fox king, and the donkey king. They made quite a company of animals at the lower end of the great room was another table at which sat the rills and canucks who had come with santa claus the wooden soldiers who had come with the queen of merryland and the highlanders and lowlanders who had come with john Doe. here were also seated the officers of the royal palace and of ozma's army the splendid costumes of those at the three tables made a gorgeous and glittering display that no one present was ever likely to forget, perhaps there has never been in any part of the world at any time another assemblage of such wonderful people as that which gathered this evening to honor the birthday of the ruler of Oz. When all members of the company were in their places, an orchestra of five hundred pieces, in a balcony overlooking the banquet room, began to play sweet and delightful music then a door draped with royal green opened and in came the fair and girlish princess ozma who now greeted her guests in person for the first time as she stood by her throne at the head of the banquet table every eye was turned eagerly upon the lovely princess who was as dignified as she was bewitching and who smiled upon all her old and new friends in a way that touched their hearts and brought an answering smile to every face, each guest had been served with a crystal goblet filled with lacasa, which is a sort of nectar famous in Oz and nicer to drink than soda water or lemonade. Santa now made a pretty speech in verse, congratulating Ozma on having a birthday and asking every one present to drink to the health and happiness of their dearly beloved hostess. This was done with great enthusiasm by those who were made so they could drink at all, and those who could not drink politely touched the rims of their goblets to their lips. All seated themselves at the tables, and the servants of the princess began serving the feast. I'm quite sure that only in Fairyland could such a delicious repast be prepared. The dishes were of precious metals set with brilliant jewels, and the good things to eat which were placed upon them were countless in number and of exquisite flavor. Several present, such as the Candyman, the Rubber Bear, Tick-Tock, and the Scarecrow, were not made so they could eat, and the Queen of Merryland contented herself with a small dish of sawdust, but these enjoyed the pomp and glitter of the gorgeous scene as much as did those who feasted the woggle-bug read his ode to ozma which was written in very good rhythm and was well received by the company the wizard added to the entertainment by making a big pie appear before dorothy and when the little girl cut the pie the nine tiny piglets leaped out of it and danced around the table while the orchestra played a merry tune. This amused the company very much, but they were even more pleased when Polychrome, whose hunger had been easily satisfied, rose from the table and performed her graceful and bewildering rainbow dance for them. When it was ended the people clapped their hands and the animals clapped their paws, while Billina cackled and the Donkey King brayed approval. Johnny Duet was present, and of course he proved he could do wonders in the way of eating, as well as in everything else that he undertook to do. The Tin woodmen sang a love song, everyone joining in the chorus, and the wooden soldiers from Merryland gave an exhibition of a lightning drill with their wooden muskets. The Rills and Canucks danced the fairy circle, and the rubber bear bounced himself all around the room. There was laughter and merriment on every side, and everybody was having a royal good time. Button Bright was so excited and interested that he paid little attention to his fine dinner and a great deal of attention to his queer companions, and perhaps he was wise to do this, because he could eat at any other time. The feasting and merrymaking continued until late in the evening when they separated to meet again the next morning and take part in the birthday celebration to which this royal banquet was merely the introduction chapter twenty three